Good morning, mi amigos. Welcome to another episode of 5 Minutes with Jim. On today's program, we share the story of an eccentric and his vision for the future of the automobile, and a forgotten family that made countless contributions to the infancy of the American auto industry. Before sharing this interesting story, I'd like to say thank you to the boys of the road crew for our great theme song, as well as their road trip inspiring tunes. Take a listen at roadcrew66.com. Say hello to a new friend on an old road. Take a two-lane trip of memories into mysteries unknown. Come along for the ride. Jim Hinckley's America. Jim Hinckley's America. Alexander T. Brown and his sons, Julian S. Brown and Charles Brown, were men of vision. The father was a successful inventor and investor. Charles was an engineer that would develop and patent an array of products that improved lawnmowers, transmissions, and automobile engines. Julian was an engineer and an eccentric. With money from his father and father's friends, Julian Brown launched the Julian Motor Company in 1911, a company that markets itself as the manufacturer of the most expensive engine in America is doomed to failure. In just over one year, the company closed its doors. Brown's next business venture, Julian Motor Car Company, was organized in 1918 to manufacture a very unusual Twin 3 powered car. After the manufacture of one prototype, this company also closed. The next endeavor in 1925 was more successful in that six vehicles with rotary engine, aluminum body, and Volkswagen-type swing-arm suspension and transaxle were produced. Alexander Brown apprenticed with the firearms manufacturer W.H. Baker and Company in 1879, and shortly afterwards invented the L.C. Smith breech-loading shotgun. Next, he invented and patented the Smith Premier typewriter. This success was followed by the invention, development, and patent of the revolutionary two-speed high-low bi-gear for bicycles. Brown and Wilbert Stillman partnered in the development of a pneumatic tire for vehicles that was patented on December 20, 1892. The tire was manufactured at the Hartford Rubber Works in Hartford, Connecticut in 1895. In July of that year, the nation's first automobile manufacturer, Charles Durier, used the Brown-Stillman tires on his motorized wagons. The tires were given a huge promotional boost when they were used in promotion by Durier after winning the $5,000 first prize in a 54-mile, 87-kilometer automobile race, the first auto race in the United States. As an historic, Durier covered the distance in 7 hours, 53 minutes at an average speed of 7 miles per hour. The next endeavor was even more ambitious. In partnership with Charles E. Lipp, Brown founded Brown & Lipp Gear Company, a manufacturer of bicycle gears that reorganized as Brown Lipp Chapin Company, a manufacturer of automobile gears, differentials, and transmissions. This company would supply components for several hundred pioneering automobile manufacturers for almost two decades before merging with General Motors in 1922. Charles Brown would be awarded 43 patents during his career, 
Among his many accomplishments were development of an industrial lawnmower and a specialized synchronized transmission for the tractor division of the Revere Copper and Brass Corporation of Rome, New York. In partnership with Julian, Charles established the Electrocraft Corporation for the manufacture of a battery-powered electric boat equipped with a DC rotary switch, which stepped up the voltage from 6 volts to 12 and 24 volts, thus giving the craft a choice of three speeds. Alexander and Charles had reputations for being reliable, stalwart businessmen. Julian was their opposite. Between 1908 and 1964, the Syracuse Herald published 360 articles pertaining to Julian's legal problems and lawsuits, many of which dragged on for decades. Most had to do with his various failed businesses, claims made by investors or suppliers of equipment, and bankruptcy proceedings. The Syracuse Herald Journal labeled him Syracuse's most investigated citizen at the culmination of his federal bankruptcy proceedings in August of 1939. As late as April 16, 1952, attorneys were still wrangling over fees owed after the demise of his automobile company in 1925. His personal life was also plagued with legal troubles that included lawsuits from paramours, former business partners, including his brother, and a battle over his mother's estate. The Browns are but one of hundreds of forgotten chapters from the dawning of the auto industry. Okay, folks, we must bid adios for this week. First, however, I want to say thank you to Connie of the historic Wagon Wheel Motel in Cuba, Missouri, this week's sponsor. This is the oldest continuously operated motel on Route 66, and it's a destination. It's a living time capsule, where the past and present blend seamlessly. Hey, thank you for joining us. Until we meet again, mi amigos, adios. See you next week. Come along for the ride. Jim Hinckley's America. Jim Hinckley's America